Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Supercoach podcast, and we have a bit of an interesting podcast. Well, it may or may not be interesting. We don't know. That is the point. Uh, we're going to be reading out the team's ins and outs uh, as we see them. So we have not seen the ins and outs yet. Uh, we're recording live reactions, if you if you will. So then we'll be reacting with our advice, um, obviously, just straight off the top of the head as well. Um, make it a little bit interesting towards the end of the season. Uh, there shouldn't be too much... Uh, I, I actually don't want to say anything <laughs> in Prediction Pistol, um, but that is the man that I am joined by this podcast, Pistol. Uh, how are you, mate? Um, I'm doing very well, but also I'm nervous about how this is going to go. As you said, you, like there shouldn't be much team news, but wait, what if there is? All right, um, do you want to... Be, before we do anything, and this is this is literally all just off the top of my head, do we want to start with a prediction on, firstly, Crips? I think Gorn's already confirmed in, so it's just Crips... And who else are we waiting for? I think Boke's confirmed in as well by now. Um, Luke Ryan? Luke Ryan's another one, yep. Um, So do you want to give you two cents on a couple of predictions here? Yeah, I think everyone plays except for uh, Kelly. Okay, so that that includes Cornelio too? Yep. Has he been confirmed? No. Oh, I don't think so. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, So we'll start off with a bit of housekeeping. And we're keeping ourselves on our toes here. I love this. But uh, just the one sign-up to our Patreon in the past week, that's Tony McCosh, and uh, enjoy your shout-out, Tony. I think there's a specific reason in which people may or may not be joining in the next week or so, Pistol. You might have been selling your own brand a little bit um, off-site here. (laughs) Um, Nothing like that, just a couple of uh, patron-only FPL podcasts, Um, a big uh, fantasy Premier League player, and figured I'd just give it a whirl and see see how we go with a, a couple of patron-only podcasts and if it's uh, successful and might continue throughout the season can I just say no. I know you say you're a bit of an FPL fan but um, 90% of my team advice comes from yourself and I tend to do pretty well myself as well so uh, fair to say you're good at the game pistol um, you're a bit of a what, what 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 can I say? Bilingual, but not for speech, but for fantasy for sports. <laughs> I like that analogy. Let's thank you. Let's thank you. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got some cancer councils to read out as well? We do. It's been a massive week for the cancer council. Again, just to reiterate, we appreciate all the donations so much. As do the cancer council. It's unbelievable the community stepping behind us, um, and just you know really getting around this donate for donuts campaign and just. You know, basically being the best community possible, um, donating for mm-hmm. charity. It's just, um, I can't even, it's, I can't even explain um, how great it is. Um, but that being said, let's get on to the couple of donations since the last podcast. We have Tristan Webster who says, "Sometimes living in the US sucks." Laid out completely broke my heart. Oh dear, that's a good one. Is I that, like that one. Tristan. Oh no, Tristan. Come on, that's good. I mean, that, that's a pistol one. That's something you would say. Mine, mine would have been better. Uh, I did suggest it to him, um, which comes mm-hmm. up in the next one. So I'm going to actually read it. It's uh, from Blackie27. He says, My super coach season is gone, and now I am broke as well. As in, like, broke as well. Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I so I, it. I, went with, I, I went with the, the boke being broke. Uh, no, as no, my I like pun. Tristan's better. Damn, good work, God, Tristan. God damn it, JB. You get the bonus prize of our gratitude. <laughs> uh, to James Holloway, who says, going, going, gone, which I think is because he had a month of donut. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of those. And he might not be in. What's your What's your month for prediction? <laughs> You're right. Mumford to play this week, just to rectify. He's going to go like 180 
just to i don't know i think we might be getting a few more donations for mumford well let's see and lastly uh to mrs pistol who says boke donut and happy birthday pistol so there we go happy birthday well, there you go. Pistol. wait a second hold on did you get a hold of mrs pistol's bank account and just work in a happy birthday for yourself <laughs> on the podcast there uh no unfortunately uh it doesn't work like that yet Yet, but uh, <laughs> Yet. Well, may- maybe at the end of the year when, when we uh, get married, then then that that will change. But <laughs> um, at there this point go. in time, it's just a boke donut and a donation from Mrs. Pistol. So thank you very much. Well, you're full of surprises tonight, Pistol. And speaking of surprises, do we want to refresh our AFL team lineups page and go from the top? I definitely felt like you were going to at least mention my birthday, but that's fine. Let's just move on. Um, I did. Let's go. I mentioned that you were shamelessly getting it on the podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Team changes. I'm very excited. All right. I've just hit refresh. Do you want me to read through the first game or do you want to take it? It's your Collingwood Pies. I'll take it then. Um, Okay, go. All right. In for West Coast, Tom Cole and Josh J. Kennedy. I was was hoping he wouldn't play JB for Collingwood's sake. Um, Out goes Liam Duggan and Brandon Archie with injuries. And the Collingwood side, in Greenwood, John Noble and Ben Crocker. Out goes Sharon Berg, Josh Thomas... And Josh Dacos. I'm actually really upset to see Dacos omitted, but anyway. A bit harsh. Um, John Noble comes in, 102k midfielder. Um, that was announced uh, throughout the week. We picked him up in the mid-season draft and should get some midfield time, I'm hoping. Um, but I guess we'll see. It's good getting all these 102k rookies. Hopefully he can you know, earn his spot in the Collingwood side for a little longer. I don't know if he'll hold Taylor Adams out, but uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um Scharenberg, I believe they were a bit worried about the turf um, on the, the stadium, um, Optus Stadium. So That's a problem, isn't it? It's a little bit if, of an issue. If you're managing players based on the potential soreness they'll get from the turf, isn't that an issue with the turf? Shouldn't this be rectified? Well, pro- I mean, rumour. We, we can't go around I mean, of course, but, it. you know, if this, you know, uh, everything, everything starts somewhere. Yeah. yeah people, I mean, I doubt people just... This, this Scharenberg late... Uh, sorry, this Scharenberg management was sort of brought up earlier in the week. So, you know, it can, had to have started from somewhere, surely. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's good to see Isaac Hoyner get named mm. again. He was awesome last week, and I can't wait to see what he can do off that half-back line. Um, JB, I haven't scrolled down yet, but do you want to uh, take us through the next game? Yes. Yeah, so the next one is Sydney versus Carlton. Uh, a potential big in here, but we'll start with Sydney. Kieran Jack comes in for James Rose's omission. And then we've got Hugh Goddard deb- uh, debuting for Carlton, along with Harry Mackay and Patrick Cripps returns. Yes. Thank goodness. Yes. Out goes Caleb Marchbank through injury, Jacob Weedering and Mitch McGovern. So there you go. Uh, the return of Patrick Cripps, that was one that we were sweating on because there wasn't much news besides last week when they said, that was a surprise he wasn't even playing last week. So, I mean, we could take that and say that he was very, very likely for this week, but it's good to see him there. It is. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to do really well against the Swans as well. I've just got this feeling. But again, we can talk about that in the captaincy section. Um, Alira Lear, named in the ruck, uh, will be taking on Cruiser this week. So, big big ruck battle, JB. Well, for about a half of footy it will be. But then when Cruiser gets injured, it's probably Harry Mackay that goes in. Yeah, so that will be exciting. Um, Hugh Goddard, though. Um, let me check his price in Supercoach. You don't know off the top of your head? I don't. I, I'm i guessing it's wow. cheap. 
It's 160k. <laughs> there we go, 160k defender. Um, what are your thoughts on Hugh Goddard? Uh, yeah, look, <laughs> I wouldn't be trading in anyone for more than basement price pretty much at this part of the season. It's all about the money. All right, fair enough. Is there any other Supercoach relevant news or in this game? No, I don't think we were sweating on anyone else, but just quietly, I expect um, Isaac Heaney to go well again this week. Obviously, being against Carlton is good, but... Um, I think he's just he's just been building nicely. I think uh, he's underrated in terms of how how players have been going in the last month. All right. Well, I'll uh, move on to the next game then. We've got Hawthorne versus Fremantle. Hawthorne side in Wingard finally. Um, oh, he's Wingard! Back. That's huge. And Grant Birchall as well makes his return. Wow, they're big big ins on the Hawks side. Mm. Connor Glass goes out, as does Jack Gunston. So that's actually quite a big loss. On the Fremantle side, in comes Sean Darcy, Ryan Nye, House. Stephen Hill. Out goes Griffin Logue. Oh, no. Oh no, I can't gosh. get Whitfield now. I can't get Whitfield now because of this. At least I have to trade him or I'm going to get a what? donut. Oh, no. And I needed Whitfield to drop one week because I was like 4K off. Um, so that's actually devastating. Um, well, also- uh, wait, hold. I've got no defensive cover. I'm I'm copying a donut at this stage if if I don't obviously trade to cover it. But can you trade to... Uh, I mean, we can, I let, can, let's discuss... Th- th- oh, we may as well discuss this. This is huge. Um, this is a nightmare. i got to look at my team. What am I going to do? How, are <laughs> you... Uh, so you're going to trade him to a primo or are you just... What's happening in your world? Okay, so... I'm pretty much forced, yeah, to, to trade him to a premium. Um, I don't quite have the money for Whitfield, so I might have to do something funky with either holding off on Josh Kelly this week or... Ooh, something along those lines. I'm going to have to get creative with my trades here, but um, for those, I mean, I, I assume majority aren't like me and have some sort of other cover or are already full premium, so it's fine for them. But for those who are like myself and have absolutely no other cover for Logue, um, I think, yeah, unless you can switch around Gardner or, or do something fancy with your forwards and trade someone else out and keep Logue, which I think is, is probably still ideal, but... Yeah, that, that's a tough one. I just realized, just in case anyone was panicked about my own team, uh, <laughs> I was planning on trading Wilkie to Hearn, so instead I can just trade Logue to, to Hearn oh, you're fine and then. get Whitfield next week. I feel like it's I've, I've, I've wanted to trade out Wilkie since like around eight, and every week it's like some other problem, and he just happens to keep staying in my side. Like last week he was saved by the uh, all the other carnage, and... Um, the buyers as well. He's scoring all. fine though as well, so it's not like a, a major, major issue. Yeah, he's been okay, but I mean, having Wilkie and Logan field every week is well, not ideal. At least now you don't have Logan field. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this that was actually shocking. I didn't even read the rest of the outs. Um, also out, Mitch Crowden, which seems harsh because I thought he played quite well, and Sandilands has been managed. Did he only play one game in a row before being managed? Yeah. Does that count? It's not one in a row. It's just one game. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, just just the one for him. Uh, I'm, I'm not overly surprised they're not flying in. Where even is this game? Is that in Perth? Uh, sorry, Perth. Tasmania? I meant Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, it's in, it's in Tasmania. Um, so maybe... I don't even want to speculate. I, I guess Logue could be out of that side. This, oh, boy. This is... Yeah. Wow. And it's through omission as well. I mean... It was pouring down with rain, and they got belted by 100 points last week. I feel like it's a very harsh omission. Um, 
at least on the Hawthorne side, a forward has come in for a forward and a defender has come in for a defender. So that shouldn't affect Sicily, if we're hopeful. Yes. I'm also going to say on the low part, I th- isn't there? Isn't Ryan in some sort of doubt? Like he didn't train. and he's, Yes. He could come in. I mean, different type of player entirely. And uh, Duman is uh, on the emergencies as well. So... I mean, something to at least keep an eye on if you're planning your trades around. Obviously, when I'm getting Hearn, I have to make the call before seeing if he's in or out, which is very unfortunate. But um, for other people, I think you can just, if you can avoid trading until last minute and seeing if he's a late in, uh, I would definitely advise doing that. Oof, well, that that was that was disappointing. I might have to trade in someone like Quainer or something, try and get a half-decent score this week and... That's no, even, no guarantee either against West Coast. I but, actually yeah. don't even know what I'm going to do right now. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> uh, do we want to move on? Maybe at the end we can gather our thoughts a bit more on Griffin Logan and give a final outcome on what we think. Um, just quietly, Hanrahan survives and no Brett Bewley again this week. So Yes, uh, no Brett Bewley. I, I did want to say, though, Wingard, 358k JB. So those are... That one who take a complete leap of faith, I wouldn't recommend it at all. Um, nah. Coming back from injury, but 358k for Chad Wingard sounds really good on paper. And there was a bit of a cloud over Fife who survives as well, but I think that was confirmed uh, during the week. Anyway, so I will move on to the next game. Uh, Essendon come in with no change. Oh, that's a relief. Um, <laughs> North Melbourne have Jamie McMillan and Curtis Taylor coming in for Luke Davies, Uniac, and Sam Durden, who were both omitted. So uh, there probably couldn't be less uh, relevance in this game in, in those ins and outs. Yep, but look who's named uh, in the followers column. I know they won't necessarily play there, but just uh, have a have a quick peek. Zach there, Clark. What? <laughs> <laughs> Darcy Parrish, is that who you were alluding to? Uh, no, Jai Simkin, actually, on the North okay. Melbourne side. Named on ball. Uh, we did mention him in the earlier podcast on Monday uh, as someone to keep your eye on. But uh, yes, no, Zach Clark's named on the bench, which I think is fair given last week's effort. Uh, did you see the picture that came up during the week that had him losing to a uh, one of those jumping bags as <laughs> yeah, well? Yeah, I did. It's just, uh, you can paint the picture. It was a, they showed a picture of him at training in a ruck contest and... That someone's done a ball, like a ball up and the ball's in the air and there's a bag versus him and the bag gets the hit out. So uh, pretty pretty funny. Just quietly as well, Dylan Clark at full pocket. So we all, as as we know, they don't usually or ever really line up where they're suggested to line up in the team sheet. But hopefully he doesn't go near that forward pocket. No, I I don't. Well, I I hope not. Um. Anyway, shall we move on? Yes. Um, okay, so Gold Coast, in comes Lemons and Riscatelli. Wow, Riscatelli. It's a blast from the past. Um, out goes Will Powell. <laughs> I thought he was retired. <laughs> and Jack Martin is out injured. On the uh, Adelaide Crow side, we have Riley Knight comes in and Tyson Stengel. Out goes Gallucci and Richard Douglas. Um, Stengel is a rookie that we were looking at in the preseason, JB. Um, off the top of my head, forward. He's a forward. I'm just looking it up now. 123k. Um, <laughs> so that's good. Forward rookies are coming through, and possibly someone to watch with these easy fixtures. JB. Yeah, if he holds his spot, um, obviously replacing Gallucci and Richie Douglas. So yeah, I mean, I suppose they're they're in a stage where they're they're pretty much their players are playing for their positions each week and. Against Gold Coast, you'd expect him to at least get a follow-up game, unless something goes horribly wrong there. So, 
um, yeah, something, someone to look out for, for sure. Yeah, and uh, JB, just a general football question for you. Mm-hmm. Gold Coast have on the uh, emergencies like Peter Wright, um, and looking at their side, what they're, they're in trouble. Like, what what are they going to do? I know they've they're going to ask for a priority pick. Uh, if you're the AFL, do you let them have one? Yeah, I do. I think uh, their their list at the moment is in pretty much about as bad a situation as what I've seen listed in the last decade at least. Um, so I'd be I'd be giving them one, and and honestly, who's really going to be like who who would complain? Like you think about the clubs that are going to get pushed back in the draft order. I mean, obviously everyone gets pushed back one, so everyone would be like, oh geez, now we don't have quite as good of a pick. But you know, Carlton don't even have their first round pick, so it's not like they're losing out on a high end talent that they desperately need because they're not even going to get it. Crows will be happy with whatever they get anyway. So um, yeah, I think if of all the years to give out a priority pick, it'd be this year for Gold Coast. Otherwise, just scrap the fact that they exist altogether. Carlton not having a pick is a good point in that argument. Actually, I think that's that was that was really well said. Um, JB Brad Shear has been tagging um, in the last couple of weeks. Mostly, he's been tagging defenders. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, he played on Lloyd as well um, in the last fortnight. So this week, obviously, there's a couple of options he could go to. Who do you think uh, is the unlucky crow? Um, I know you're not going to like this answer, but I'd assume it's Brody Smith. Um, we saw last week, even in a big loss in the showdown, uh, Smith had I think an extra 200 meters gained on other. It was either any other player or any other crow. I can't quite remember what the stat was, but uh, he's pretty much their most important run and carry out of defense. And I know Led gets a lot of the ball, but if you genuinely sit and watch him play, uh, definitely not going to take any credit away from his ability because he's a great player, but. Um, he's just not nearly as damaging as what Brody Smith can be. You're right. I don't like that answer. Um, <laughs> as a Brody Smith owner, I hope he goes to Rory Laird. So we'll see how that one plays out. Um, do you want to take <laughs> us through the next game, JB? Next up is Geelong versus St Kilda. We've got Isava Radaglia coming in, as well as Brandon Parfit for Lachlan or Lockie Fogarty and Jack Henry, who has been managed. For St Kilda, we've got Nathan Brown and Jack Loney coming in for Matt Parker and Josh Battle. So Parker managed to stay in the side until round 17. Definitely impressive considering what our expectations were. What's even more impressive is uh, you convinced me to trade him, trade my forward cover out for ruck cover last week. Uh, It netted me a few points gained, but what it's done is it's netted me future um, cover. So I've still got Zach Clark, obviously, and don't have Matt Parker anymore. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you. Thank I actually just like had a mini heart attack when I saw Nathan Brown in, and I'm like, "Oh no, Wilkie! <laughs> please, please, Wilkie!" <laughs> no, no, no. Josh Battle, Josh, Josh Battle got injured. It yes. was the um, it was the shock injury that was being reported on Twitter, even though everyone <laughs> knew it had happened. <laughs> yes, no, that is true. Uh, Roman Marshall, I like this matchup um, against Reece Stanley, but we'll talk about it. Uh, How about Jordan Clark being named in the followers? You wouldn't mind that if you're an owner. They do that like often now. I've, I've, this I've, it's been, we've pointed out before in previous podcasts. Did um, Geelong actually care at all no. about anything? I mean, Dangerfield's at half back. <laughs> he is too. Are um, they the worst club for this in the in the history of the league? They actually just take the proverbial when it comes to, to naming their team, layouts, the way they set them up in the in the team sheet, and 
just doing all sorts of chaos throughout. Oh, geez, they even oh man, it's it's impossible. Um, I actually think uh, Dangerfield's going to play off halfback JB. So what? what I don't even chance. know what you're talking about. It score all. 180. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> all right, I'll uh, move on to the next big game, and we mm-hmm. have Jack Rewalt in for the Tigers. Um, on the extended bench as well, there is Higgins, Caddy, and Liam Baker. For the GWS Giants, in comes Ian Hill, Daniel Lloyd, Matt Bunting, Matthew Flynn, Jake Stein, and uh, Lockie Whitfield. So that's a quite a big in, and out goes Josh Kelly and Zach Langdon. Heart in the mouth moment for us Canelio owners. Um, I guess it doesn't really mean anything. Obviously, it could be a laid out if, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see. And uh, most of those are on the extended interchange, including Lockie Whitfield. But you would imagine that if he's actually named on the team sheet, he will play, or at least I'll give him every opportunity to play. JB, uh, any super coach relevance in this one? Do you think Hately survives now that Josh Kelly's gone out? Well, you'd think so. He's, he's named on the extended interchange, but I mean, they just, they have, I'm pretty sure they did confirm Ian Hill will play. We, we're assuming that's at the expense of Zach Langdon, and then mm-hmm. Kelly is out and Whitfield is in. So as long as they make no more changes, we're all good to go on that Hately front. Well, fingers crossed, but yeah, that's essentially the only, I mean, egg and bacon sandwich gets another one, but yeah, that's essentially it. Yes. Well, Jack Rewalt comes in. Who do you think is the one that goes out? It could be egg and bacon sandwich, honestly. Now, why would it be him? Is it Chol? Did we all just I, trade in Chol for him to be dropped the next week? It could be. Chol's important, though. I, I don't know. It could It could genuinely be a host of players on that interchange bench. I'm, I'm actually not willing to even make a decision on this one because Richmond have often surprised me with the faith they give their rookies. And also, I mean, Chol's been playing well, so I don't, I don't know why he'd be essentially dropped. I mean, obviously, like for like in positioning, but yeah, I... I, I they confuse me, Richmond, so I'm not sure it could be... They might be even changing how many forwards and defenders they take. They might be making a switch. Who knows? I don't like his chances, just because Soldo's named on field as the starting Ruckman, and I was kind of hoping Soldo would go out and Rewat would come in. Um, but yes, this is a nightmare if Chol is then out, just for our forward cover, uh, to match my back cover, basically, um, of zero. So, uh, exciting times ahead. All right, I'll walk us through the next one. It's Bulldogs versus Melbourne. So uh, no outs for the Bulldogs yet. We've got Riley West, Bailey Dale, Dale Morris, and Lockie Young coming in. Riley West is the new name that we can see there. And then in for Melbourne, Jake Lever, Neville Jetta, Max Gorn. Oh, thank gosh. Oscar McDonald, Corey Wagner, and Josh Wagner. So a couple of Wagners coming in there. And then out goes Marty Hoare and Tom McDonald, as we know. So... Uh, Gorney had a message to the the play uh, the yeah the players of the fantasy footballs, if I could say that any weirder. Um, yeah, you can try. That's pretty <laughs> difficult. <laughs> um, it was uh, conveyed by Goodwin in his presser saying that he was Gorn was stressing that people didn't know he was in yet. So uh, Goodwin did say in the presser that Gorn would definitely play, and that the uh, the message was passed on from Gorn that he was worried that people were were going to trade him out. No, well, I'm, I'm glad uh, he cares that much to let us know. He does. Um, he really cares. JB, Marty Hoare and Tom McDonald are out. Uh, looking at those ins, are we just assuming that Jake Lever comes in for Hoare and uh, Max Gorn comes in for McDonald and Pruce plays in McDonald's spot? Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. Uh, that's 
I mean, the only other option is they just pretend Oscar McDonald is Tom McDonald and try and uh, pull the old Brad Chris Scott switcheroo. <laughs> and will Carl Dunkley survive, you think? I mean, I think they will, not not just because he was decent last week, but also so that they can put both Dunkley brothers on each other. I think, what's the point? The, the season's over. <laughs> just give a little bit of joy to, uh, if they can't give the joy to the Melbourne fans, at least to some of their players. That would actually be funny to see the, the Dunkley versus Dunkley matchup. Yeah, I think they will do that. Um, Just that, lastly, uh, will Ma- will Marcus Bontepelli win the Brownlow? No, he won't. All right, well, do you want to tell me who will? I, I do like how Bontepelli is named full forward, just to scare everyone off. I don't think he'll play there at all, but he is named there. So, uh, yeah, heads up. Also, we should just say, Dale Morris coming back. What a legend. He's a freak, isn't he? he? His body actually heals faster than any other human. He's just a nice guy as well, so very happy for him. Um, shall we move on to the next game? Last game of the round. I'm going to read it out because it's poor. Uh, in comes Travis Boak, yes. Trent McKenzie, Paddy Ryder, and Cam Sutcliffe. I'm a little upset that Garner's not in the inns because that means I definitely have a donut secured there in my back line. Uh, Brisbane Lions, in comes Ben Keys, Josh Walker, Reese Matheson, Jack Payne, which is a pretty cool name. Archie Smith and Oscar McInerney. Out goes Eric Hipwood and Luke Hodge. So a couple of big outs of Brisbane there in what might be game in the round pistol. <laughs> I, I guess it could be. Um, also, Jack Payne, as you just said, that he has a cool name. Um, Very good name. Yeah, I guess. Uh, there, there was a Jackson Payne, and you didn't think that was a cool no, name. So that's, it's, got a, it's got son on the end of it, so he's, he's like a child. <laughs> Okay. Um, Jack Payne is a 123k defender as well. So there's some options, JB, for those looking at uh, potential Logue donuts. I definitely would be going Quainer over all these guys, but at least the options are good. Money might be a factor as well. Quainer a bit expensive. So um, that's that's the teams. And Pistol, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I was scared going into this, but there seems to have been everything as predicted besides load going out so um, if we want to just have a one last chat about Josh Kelly and his replacement as we saw uh, Toby Green comment on radio that it might be a one to two week injury <laughs> no chance uh, which, which threw everything into disarray but um, we've got that and we've got Griffin Logue so uh, firstly thoughts on Toby Green you just gave out a bit of a laugh there yeah one week really like don't, don't even put that out in the universe um, that being said JB I've had a, a, a bit of a think over the last couple of days. Um, I still do think that the preferable option would be to trade him out, but I, I'm now thinking if you don't have that many trades, it's not the worst option to hold Josh Kelly just because the midfield is like the only line, well, I know in my case, um, that we have reliable cover. So if I've got, for example, Haitley and Dylan Clark, so I could loophole them with, you know, that M8 spot because Kelly is out and try and nab a better score, you know, for the three or maybe four weeks that, that Kelly's out and then use my trade on a defender if they're out or a forward route because I have zero cover in both my forward line and my back line. So I'm going to need that trade later to, to save myself a donut where I don't really need to save myself um, in this midfield. So maybe if you're like me in that situation, it's possible you get to rethink, but also I also wouldn't really make a move until we see how Dylan Clark scores um, on Saturday afternoon and kind of uh, if he for example were to turn up against North Melbourne I know wishful thinking that would be great because you just 
get a free you know ton on your field yeah definitely uh that's the smart option and i think a lot of people have been caught out with making their trades on a thursday or friday before the game and then copying a, a random laid out or uh, someone someone scores well off their bench and they want to get them on but they can't type of situation so definitely wait for clark um i mean most people are trading in your sloans and um yeah, Bont and Pellies and all, all sorts of players that are playing after the Essendon game anyway. So I think actually, I'm, I'm not sure who plays before that, that are actually really big options. So um, yeah, I think the safe thing to do is, is def- definitely just to wait and see and then make a decision based on that. So um, just lastly, we spoke about Griffin Local already. Um, you're, I mean, there's obviously, if he's been omitted now, um, when they've got literally pretty much no reliable person to bring in for him, and it's a, it's an omission. Um, we essentially are saying that we're probably not going to see him for the rest of the year. Um, no, he'll come back. I think. You, you think? How how long do you think they'll stay? They'll keep him out for? Oh, I mean, I couldn't tell you that they are playing over in Tasmania as well. Um, you know, he's young. He hasn't played that many games. It might be a rest omission. Maybe. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Um, I can just definitely see him back in the side at some stage. Um, in the season so I I don't think it's going to be a whole season out but also I wouldn't be like holding him and thinking he's definitely going to come back if you're going to be you know staring down uh, a couple more Krispy Kreme donuts yeah we definitely want to avoid the Krispy Kreme donuts um, alright well if that's the case um, then you're not essentially forced to trade him out if you're having him as cover thus far if you're like me and, and copying a donut, then your best options are to get him to other Sicily, Hearn, or Whitfield, uh, whichever ones you don't have or whichever ones you prefer. It's kind of personal preference. It might be might not be personal preference because you might not be able to afford one or the other. But um, yeah, getting him, I, I wouldn't be advising people to cop a donut instead of trading in one of those premiums. And you know, would you would you hold out on trading in say Shannon Hearn if you if you didn't have Hearn or Whitfield and you've only got one spot to fill? Would you hold out on trading in Shannon Hearn just to wait for Whitfield and Copper Zero, or would you just get Hearn? No, for Hearn, I would get Hearn. Any of the yeah. those players that are averaging 100-plus, I probably would just get. But anyone under 100-plus in the back line, I'd probably wait for Whitfield, because I definitely can see him averaging you know, 115 on the run home. What about Sicily or Hearn? So you've got Whitfield already, you held him through the injury. Now you can trade in other Sicily or try and get more money to get in Hearn. <laughs> If you can do something with that 100k and it helps you finish off other parts in your side, then Sicily. If you if you're like not going to finish your team otherwise and you desperately need the money, but if money if this is your last upgrade, then yep. Hearn always. So you'd cop a, even a donut for a week to get home. Oh, no, not for a, no. I wouldn't cop a donut. Yeah, so you, you, we're pretty much just advising at all costs to avoid a donut to trade in as best you can a premium player unless it's you know Sicily over Whitfield in which case maybe wait a week yeah if you're going for overall that is definitely don't cop a donut if you're playing for league you can just base it on your matchup oh yeah do whatever you want yes <laughs> alright should we move into captains then JB yes so I have Lahug's captains article here which will be posted up on the page well today when you're hearing it so go check it out uh, round 17 captains options so do we want to run through his top three? Because they seem to be the most reliable things in actual Supercoach these days. Uh, yeah, so let's go through his top three and then we can maybe uh, pluck a couple of our own VC and C choices. Okay, so he's recommending Brody Grundy, Patrick Dangerfield and Rory Sloan as your best three VC options. 
And then his best three captaincy options, should one of those fail, is Max Gorn, Lockie Neal, or Jackson McRae. So I think, I mean, I'm trading in Rory Sloan this week, and I think of all players, he's going to have a very good week against the Gold Coast. So um, as far as VC options go, I think he's got one of the highest ceilings. As far as Brody Grundy's concerned, um, he does scare me a little bit considering Nick Nat's dominant last week. So do you want to talk to me about Brody? Yeah, I'm going to VC Brody because have you seen his scores? The man cannot be stopped. He does <laughs> so much. And how many times have we just thought, well, it's a tougher opponent, we're just going to use the VC on someone else just for Grundy to just get 140. And then you're like, well, that wasn't worth it because honestly, Brody Grundy in a bad game gets 120. So why? Why Why even choose another VC? I suppose the next best comparable thing to uh, Nick Nat is probably Gorn and Grundy still scored well against Gorn. I mean, he scored 84 and it was almost a season low. But besides that, wait, he scored wait, wait, really what? well. Did he? <laughs> I swear um, he scored okay. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, I don't. Well, Gorn definitely torched Grundy. I can tell you that much. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know anything. We can. Yeah, I don't think there's a fair assessment um, that we can put out. But I, in this form that is in, where he literally has a three-round average of 150, I don't think I would be looking elsewhere. Sure, so should he fail uh, in that odd random chance he only puts out 120 this week, who is your best captaincy option? Should he fail? Ooh, there's uh, there's actually a lot of really good ones, I think, this week, just in terms of like big-name players playing against, I guess you'd call them weaker opposition. Um, Dangerfield um, against Saints seems like it could be a good mm-hmm. good one. Even Tim Kelly against the Saints could also be big but that's a higher risk high reward I'm not sure if you want to gamble your C on him um, I like Marshall as a against Stanley as like kind of a, a sneaky punt but again I'm not sure why you'd risk that I could say the same with Dunkley against Melbourne he's going to put in this show for his brother like I could, you can see <laughs> that coming a will. mile away uh, so he'll probably score well as will Jack McRae um, I think this could be a good week I don't want to jinx it but I'm, I'm liking a lot of these options. People who say I don't want to jinx it straight after jinxing something are the worst, to be honest. But <laughs> uh, I think Bontepelli's a good shout as well. Um, yes. I think he could go pretty big this week, um, as well as obviously McRae, who doesn't have terrible form himself. So, yeah, you're right. There are just a bunch of options. A bunch don't, of options. Now, don't forget Max Gorn as well. I was, against Tim I was just about to say, um, Max Gorn is uh, La Hug's num- number one captaincy option for the week. I'm kind of scared of him. Because Bruce, stay, Bruce stays in the team, and I know he'll be predominantly forward, but uh, coming off his ankle, maybe we just see a little bit more forward time for Maxi. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that as well. I just think with so many good options this week, I can afford to not put the captaincy on Gorn. But if it was a different week where you know some of these good teams played against each other, then I would probably still go for Gorn. But this week, it doesn't really seem <laughs> worthwhile taking this punt. I also like Cripps. Yeah, just throw Crips in there as well, coming yes. off injuries too. So, yes. um, there, there you go. Uh, that essentially that wraps us up. I believe Pistol. I think we actually went over what we thought we were going to be. But um, let's know how you thought about the live reaction. I don't think our live reactions were great. Maybe we need to work on that. But they were definitely live, which is very 
are non-reactionable type people. So um, <laughs> it was good. It was surprising. Griffin Logue definitely surprised me. I did not expect that. And now I'm quite upset. But uh, that'll do us for the week, Pissed Off. You, do you want to plug our socials this week, considering I apparently always stuff it up? Um, yep, it is. You can find myself at pistol underscore DRSC. You can find Jay-Z at JB at... Uh, d- yep, JB underscore DRSC. I have, yep. I have mauled this. Um, Good start. Chizo with a Z underscore DRSC is his Twitter. And uh, the Dr. Supercoach Twitter is Dr. underscore SC. Um, yeah, don't let me do that again. I'll be honest, though. If you're going to plug anyone besides myself, Jay-Z is not a bad shout. He's, he's a good artist. I was talking about Jack Siebel, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so was I. Have you seen his artwork? That's true. Um, yeah, he's a great painter. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll catch you later, community. <laughs>